Hello. Welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Number 226. But it's not Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm the pseudo Rowland. Oh, that's a role I'd never want to fulfill. It's an improvement in my eyes. It's an improvement, but it's still not a role I'd wish to fulfill. I mean, I'd rather just be Gary, but, you know, mm. in, this, in this instance, you've got me as pseudo-glue. Pseudo-glue. Sounds like sadomasochism or... Well, I mean, I could go into that, but, you know, you'll probably find out more about me than you wanted to know. I already know, Gary. I already know. Episode 226, interesting fact about 226, Gary. Excise notice 226 is about beer duty. Oh, okay. So it's actually an interesting fact that's also related to beer. Exactly. I found that on the www.gov.uk forward slash government forward slash publications forward slash excise dash notice dash 226 dash beer dash duty forward slash excise dash notice dash 226 dash beer dash duty dash dash 226. Anybody who wants to check that up? So you see? You want a fact check? <laughs> fact. I, I, I'm going to assume you didn't uh, search for that specific uh, thing. You just typed in. No, that's what I typed in. Yeah. <laughs> just on the odd hope that it was an excise notice. A very specific search. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, that was a big bang. That was a big bang. Uh, oh, it looks like a cat food can. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is a cat food can. Are we going to get cat food? It's a... Meow. So this is a 360 degree uh, can. Um, so interesting fact, this week's brewery, which is at London Beer Factory, uh, are the first company in the UK to actually uh, use this style of can. Um, and I bet they're using it because it's cheaper. Because <laughs> it doesn't look good. Well, the, uh, the idea is, if you haven't got a glass, you can actually get your nose in and have a good smell. Uh, you know, whereas you can't necessarily with a can. And you can also cut your hand um, open on the lid as well, which would be excellent. Ah, be fine. Yeah. Just trying to cut my finger on the top of the can there. Drift a bit of blood in. It's actually blunt, but is this sharp? Yeah, it's a bit sharper. Hmm. So, um, to hurt yourself. Uh, in true Roland fashion, I hope that you haven't uh, done any research whatsoever. Um, I've done some. Um, Roland will be unproud of you um, so this week's beer is Beyond the Pale from London Beer Factory London Beer Factory is it in London? Uh, no oh what a rubbish name then <laughs> yes yes they are they're in the Gypsy Hill area of London we can't uh, call South them London. gypsies anymore we have to call them travellers oh god <laughs> political correctness gone mad I tell you um, yeah uh, I'm a traveller I go on aeroplanes all the time and travel to places. Does that mean I'm a traveller? Um, well, it depends what you mean by traveller. Do you mean, uh, you know, you're the sort of person... Let's not go down this route, Gary. I think this is an unsafe place for us to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really wanting to define... Reverse, reverse, reverse. Uh, are they a beer factory in London? Uh, they're a brewery. So I suppose they produce beer, therefore they are a factory of beer. It's a good name for a brewery if that's where you are and that's what you do. It's very descriptive. <laughs> yes. Will you shut up and let me talk about the brewery? That wouldn't be my <laughs> style very much, would it, Gary? Um, yes, so founded in 2014, uh, Gypsy Hill in South London. Was um, it lost? Lost? 
Well, it was found in 2014. When was it lost? I'm supposed to be the one that does the crap jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what it's like? Yeah, oh. pretty much. I apologise. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so founded by two brothers, uh, Ed and Sim Cotton, um, both of whom tried to hold down Were their mum's dots? I don't know, actually. Wasn't, I bet it was Doc Cotton. Wasn't specific about that. There is a Nick involved in the... Uh, Nick in the Cotton's room. involved! He's uh, a bad lad. Wrongen! Wrongen! But, it, but it, it's not Nick Cotton. Oh. Um, so, yes. Um, Beyond the Pale is part of their core range. Uh, they've also got a, a blonde in there, an IPA, a lager, a stout. And they've got a, a pilot range of beers that they do as well. So, ad hoc ones here and there. Uh this one uh, Beyond the Pale is their it started off as their tribute to the Mosaic Hop uh, they were just playing around with it everyone in the brewery really really liked it and they drank a lot of it uh, so they thought we should probably make some more of this um, uh, this particular one has Mosaic in there but also a bit of Magnum and Cascade so um, just balance it out a little bit you know make it a little bit rounder um, See, I can't hear the word tribute without playing in my head the what they call the um, uh, tenacious D. Yeah, tenacious D. You've got to love tenacious D. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the greatest beer in the world. This is a tribute. Yeah, couldn't remember. The couldn't remember the greatest beer in the world. <laughs> um, I, I think all you untapped people would easily remember uh, the greatest beer in the world. Surely. Ah, the problem is with untapped, you normally do when you're drunk, so you can never trust the judgment of a drunk man. Mm. Mm. See, I never, ju- I just don't tap them. So you know, then I forget them, and then I get the surprise of trying a beer that I've actually tried before, but don't remember trying again. Mm. Uh-huh. So, um, what do you think to their branding? It's very, uh, it's very Victorian gangster. You know, mm. have some fisticuffs. It is. Uh, I kind of like it though. Yeah. You know, it's 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 playing to that whole Victoriana thing, yeah. but. You know, I quite like their hashtag take your top off. <laughs> well, it's appropriate. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Is that because I have got my top off for this podcast? Yeah, I'm not quite sure you should have followed it that literally. Yeah. But, you know, I uh, hold myself up in everything. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing. You took it too far. Uh, I always do. Um, <laughs> so, what, what do you think? What do you think of the well, beer? I think it's tasty. I quite like it. Do you know what? I I like it. I wish, and I rarely say this on this podcast, it was a little bit more alcohol in it because I find it's a little, it lacks a little bit of bottom. Well, in, in you know, and maybe that's why they've took the top off because they've not got much bottom. Well, in fairness, they did want they did uh, say when they were making this beer they wanted it to be a sessionable beer as well, mm. which it fulfills. Yeah. Um, and but I just think it lacks a little... Like, the smell, I, I, I was really excited by the smell because I thought, oh, this is going to be a little hoppy number. Isn't this good? Um, and there is some hops in there, for sure. Um, I don't think there's lots. Like, I don't think there's much as the smell led me to believe. Um, I think for what they've tried to do, though, I mean, and this is the thing, and you always, sometimes see this as a bit of a problem. Uh, it, certain breweries, it's hard to distinguish their pale ale and yeah. their IPA sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They sort of just merge yeah. into one. I think for what they've tried to do with what this style is, they've done a good job of that. I uh, think that's fair comment. I, I think that's fair comment. I think if they're going a little bit too heavy on the hops and the booze, it would have just ended up being another IPA. Yeah. Uh, but I think the aroma, 
got me so excited that this was going to be more down the IPA route. And you know that I love my IPAs. Mm. That I was like, ooh. And then when I got in, I was just like, oh, it just lacks a little bit of grunt and a little bit. But it's fair comment, you know, that a pale ale shouldn't necessarily be that grunty, hoppy um, little number. So If you're after your hot bombs, go for your IPAs, which is what you generally do. Uh... No, no, I do some other stuff too. I, I've, been, I've been known to do other, other stuff. Like oiling yourself up. Like oiling uh, myself up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my first time I've had anything from them. I think I'll, I'm ready to go actually with my score. That uh, it's the first time I've had anything from them. Um, has it put me off trying anything again? No. Am I sold on the can? Not yet. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll try another one at some point. Mm. Uh, but I, I would like to try some of their other beers. I, I'm actually going to be kinder because of what you said that. You are right, it is a pale ale. I shouldn't expect it to be a, a hoppy basic number. But on saying that, it's not really my thing so much. So uh, I'm not going to give it lots of love, but I'm going to say 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, that's still pretty yeah. good. Yeah, no, because no, I think <laughs> I, I was actually going to go like 5.5, and, and then you said, and it's like, yeah, actually, that's a fair point. Like, if, if you're looking for a style, and I hate lies on cans, and that doesn't have any lies on the cans, so... There you go. Um, I quite like these style of cans. This is the second one we've had in the subscription, but uh, Roland and I drank the before one. It was a ah, Norwegian one. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, but that aside, um, you know, it's more, of a, it's more of a promotional thing more than anything, a bit of a gimmick. Not, uh, not to be caught out that it isn't cat food, as we've found out since opening it. Yeah, it's definitely not cat food, yeah. um, or dog food, and we've not had to resort to eating it. And there's got, no baked beans. Uh, so, no, no baked beans. No, no. Uh, <laughs> that was a tangent. Again, that's normally my thing. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's very tasty. I like the fact that it... it, it does what I expect a pale ale to do. Um, it's not going over the top and trying to be an IPA, but not. Um, I'll happily have it again. I'll happily have more of their beers. I'm going to give it an eight. Mm. Very generous of you. Very well, generous. I'm a generous kind of guy. Mm. And, you know, um, that's not true. I'm a, I'm, I'm a stingy, stingy you horrible person. You, yeah, um, I agree. But, you know, at the same time, there has to be some disagreement between us, otherwise I wouldn't be doing a very good job at being pseudo-glue, would I? That's right, that's um. right. Uh, and the reason Roland isn't here is that uh, I got him drunk last weekend at um, Indie Beer Man, and nobody's seen him since. I think he's been taken. Yeah. According to his find a, find a friend thing, or find my friend thing on uh on the iPhone he's in Poland so I Roland don't know what, do, don't know what's ha- happened no you see Roland doesn't have find a friend he's, he, he has find somebody who I once met or knew because mm. <laughs> he doesn't have any friends so that app would be fairly useless how, how was Indie Beer Man as you mentioned it Indie Beer Man was uh, we went, I went on the Sunday it was a surprise that I was going I was not meant to be and I flew back a little bit early and I flew into Manchester so I could go to it um, the jet set lifestyle that I live and um, I was thoroughly pleased that I did. Uh, for me, the best indie beer man so far. They had a fantastic selection of beers, even though it was Sunday, which that worried me a little bit that, you know, they might have run out of all the good stuff. Oh, no, 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 there was plenty of good stuff. Um, I quite like the new pricing system where it's like, it's one coin, one drink, whether that's 0.5% or 12%. 
Yeah, I must admit, that's like it's a system I've seen at a couple of beer events that I really like, and it was one thing that always used to... It, I always found a little annoying. Mm. Uh, indie Man was the, all the various tariffs, and it was just like... The, one, the, the only thing I would say that I didn't enjoy was they had food tokens as well as beer tokens. And that meant you had to go and look at what you wanted, find out how many tokens it was, go back to the stand to buy the tokens, to buy the exact amount, to then take back to the stand. Yeah, I don't see the point of that, because all the food vendors are independent anyway. Yeah, just like... I just kind of wish they got card machines and mm. cash and just get on with it. But um, beers were excellent, company was adequate, uh, Chris... Chris outweighed the negative of glue, so it was kind of like evened out. Um, I got very drunk, everybody got very drunk, um, but it was a very lovely atmosphere. And, and I uh, stayed, in, stayed at home and was sensible and came to work. <laughs> and I came day. to work the next day too. Yeah, yeah. I'm a professional drinker. You don't find me like waiting out. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a dig at you, it was more a dig at glue, if I'm being perfectly honest. Mm. The alcoholic git. Yeah, yeah it's always, <laughs> always good to have a dig at glue. But yes, um, Roland might come back at some point in the future. But it's been a pleasure, Gary, to have you on the podcast. Really? Yes. We better end on that. We don't get get many compliments. On that bombshell, (laughs) we should definitely end. We should drink up and shut up, because we are... Done. I can learn how to turn the thing off. Roland's in charge of audio normally, for good reason.